Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things that are happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. Today, I have a very cool guest joining me for the conversation. He shared his family and his very personal story with us on the last three seasons of Bravo's reality series, Family Karma. And he's here today to talk about his time on the show and how things are going now. Please welcome Amrit Kapai. Hey, Amrit, how are you? Hey, Chris, I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for doing this. Of course. Thanks for having me. So I'm so excited because I loved Family Karma. It was such a great show. Definitely, you know, in terms of Bravo programming, it was a little bit different because it wasn't just focused on, you know, a bunch of ensemble young kids kind of out on the town. It it added this layer of the parents and your family dynamics. And there was a lot to really like digest there. But for the listeners and for me, I'd love to hear sort of like, how did the show come and land in your lap and how did it all kind of come together? So Family Karma came about uh, through one of my fellow castmates, actually, Anisha. Um, and we, you know, the network at the time was looking for a close group of Indian friends. Um, who had similar backgrounds, similar stories with parents who had come to this country. And, you know, they really wanted something that was organic. You know, they, they specifically didn't want to just cherry pick people and, and sort of put them on a cast to be on a TV show together. They wanted people with real friendships and real histories. And, and they, wanted, they wanted to see something Indian. You know, Bravo wanted to do an, a show with an all-Indian cast. And when we aired, we were the first... Uh, show on television ever with an all Indian cast. So, you know, it, it just, I always tell people, um, I feel like it's so rare to be able to be on a reality TV show. And we always joke, you know, in your circle of friends, oh, we should be on reality TV, but it's always a joke. And, and for me, every step of the way, it kind of felt like that. It was like, oh, this, this can't be real. Like someone yeah. pinched me. This is, this is not actually happening. And, you know, it was just, it was a really good fit with the network um, and with, with the, with the current cast. Yeah. And was it originally, did you guys shoot like a sizzle or some kind of like pilot for a production company and then Bravo picked it up? Or was it always sort of Bravo was looking for this show to come together? I, and, you know, I'm not too intimately familiar with the details, you know, of, yeah. of what took place behind the scenes. My recollection, my understanding, it's been a couple of years, was that it was always Bravo. Um, they really wanted to, to have a show that um, highlighted and showcased Indian culture. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it was, and it, it does that so well. And I think, you know, the fam as I mentioned, the family dynamic was what to me really set it apart. And I think, you know, there was, um, in the first season it came out and I, I definitely, I think it came after kind of like Shaw's. And so it felt like they were trying to brand it as kind of like the off brand Shaw's or off season Shaw's. Um, but it was so different and because you guys have your parents and there's so much drama even with them and, uh, you know, it ends up playing into this like really great story that does feel really authentic and unique because as you mentioned so many times on these reality shows, people are sort of cherry picked and, and put into this ensemble and then they have to pretend like they have known each other forever and it doesn't always like read that way on, on screen, but you guys have like legitimate history. Was everyone on the cast, um, have you guys all had like deep rich history or was it really just sort of a niche or was there somebody that was kind of like the center point that brought everyone together? 
No, we we all, for the most part, have had a long history of friendship that started with our parents when they migrated here. You know, I will say the you know the one person who kind of came into the group later on was Brian Benny. He was he had a very long history with Monica, um, but um, you know I would say as child you know in my childhood I wasn't as close to Brian Benny or his family. But but for the most part, the rest of us on the cast have had parents that were friends for decades. You know, before we became friends, you know, when I say we, the current cast. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so you kind of answered the question. So all the parents did know each other prior to the show and filming and all of that as well. So all of that is authentic and real. Totally. You know, it's all authentic and it, it makes it, you know, wait, it does add a little bit of stress when you're filming because we can't do these like stunts you know sometimes you might see it on shows it's like oh did they really break up was it just a pr stunt is that real life like th there was none of that for our show yeah i mean what people saw on family karma in the last three seasons that's what was really happening there was not you know none of it was just like oh let's just make this a pr stunt to the create buzz that, that wasn't and i don't even think that was an option for our show again because these were real friendships on the line and these were real histories on the line that you just couldn't really you know I don't know, fake. So yeah. it, it was tough. It was complicated. Yeah. And and speaking of complicated, there was complications in sort of your story and the family dynamic of you and obviously your now husband, Nicholas, and his family. How did that, if at all, play a part in your decision to be a part of the show? So when I was approached about Family Karma, I knew from the beginning that it was going to be cool to be on TV, to be recognized on the streets, you know, the opportunities that come with being on a reality TV show, and not just a reality TV show, on a network like Bravo, which produces, you know, the creme de la creme of reality mm -hmm. TV. I, I also knew that it was really important for me to use this platform to help others, to tell my story, to help other people that may have been similarly situated uh, with my sort of past and my history and my story and, and to be to be someone that people could relate to um and i knew that was important and i wanted to use that platform for good you know i've enjoyed all the other stuff I, i'm not i'm not holier than thou i really i don't think i am i have enjoyed all the other stuff i'd be a liar if i sure. said I, I did not but i but i do i was really grateful and i was really excited about the opportunity to tell my story as an openly gay indian man because you don't really see many of us you see more of us now than before but you still don't see a lot of us um and that's just you know it, it just makes me a little sad so yeah. and is that really just ingrained in the culture and is that something that you feel like you telling your story is sort of making it more acceptable in the culture um and then or and do you feel like that dynamic shifting with sort of the generations that are coming up versus kind of the older generation i i, I think it's you know it's it's not as it's 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 a murky answer, Chris, because even putting aside gay, straight, um, I think Indians generally, it's a, it's a more conservative culture. So sexuality generally is very taboo. It's very taboo. You know, it's people don't, Indian cultures don't like to talk about sexuality, period. And it could be heterosexuality. It could be homosexuality. So you add in the homosexuality and it's like a whole other layer of like, oh my gosh, no, you don't, let's not talk about it shut the door, don't bring it up ever for the rest of your life. And, and I just thought like, there, there's no way that can be the, the path, you know, it just, it's, it's not healthy 
for people like myself and it wasn't healthy for for me personally so you know I, I wanted to make sure that we were able to have conversations and I knew that only until I, I was my honest self and I opened up entirely about who I was would people be able to be, be comfortable to tell their own stories and I think there has been a shift not just you know in the generations but for Indians that are being raised here in the United States. And, I, and I've had, I've had countless people come up to me or DM me or send me emails to say that, listen, I, I saw your story and I was inspired to come out to my parents. And, and that feeling, you know, may, makes all of the stress that goes hand in hand with filming a reality TV show, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. Well, and you have some of those really, you know, amazing moments captured on on film that you can always kind of like go back to and remember, I mean, you know, for the most part, you were received with only love, um, on the, on the show and, you know, everyone seemed like pretty open to who you wanted to be and what you were going through. And, um, and I know that there was fear, a lot of fear that kind of like led up to that. And, and I feel like that's probably some of that generational stuff, but the, I mean, it was amazing to watch. And I think now for you to always have it on film too. Yeah, no, it is. It, it's a nice little uh, time capsule of, mm -hmm. of memories and experiences that I could always go back and watch. Um, so yeah, I am very grateful for that. Yeah, and you've got parents that seem only supportive of who you want to be and who you are. And, you know, and that's not unfortunately the, the scenario for every kid out there, um, whether Indian or, or otherwise, you know, there's a lot of parents that don't accept and yeah. open their arms in that kind of way. And so I think that like also being able to share your story in that kind of way to show that there's other hurdles or other barriers that you had to face in terms of fear, um, I think is just, it's a really unique story to tell. And so I'm glad that you got to do that on, totally, on the series. Totally. And, and you're right, Chris. And I, and I always try to be very mindful of the fact that I, I would try to avoid statements like, oh, this is definitely going to happen for you. This is your, your, your story is definitely going to follow mine. And it's, unfortunately that's not the case. Like you yeah. said, it, it, it's not. And, um, and I, but I, but I did want to be at least a beacon of hope, you know, to show that it can happen. I, I can't promise that it will happen. And when I speak, um, to my peers and when I, when I do speaking engagements, I, I am I'm very careful to say it can happen. I don't want to make any promises, but but you've got to take certain steps yourself to 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 have that scenario laid out for you, right? You know, th there's only so much you can affect in terms of society, in terms of your parents and your families. You, you can't. You could try to change people, but unfortunately, you can't guarantee that they'll change the way you want. But for for you and, and personally, internally, you know, when it comes to accepting who you are and and not just accepting it, it is a process. It is, but and it starts with acceptance. It does. But I hope people can can move the acceptance, move the needle to being proud of who they are, being proud of, of being gay or being LGBT or whatever you identify with, you know, to embrace it, not just to accept it. And and that's just the message I'm hoping gets out to people. Yeah. And what um, when you first came out to your friends, but maybe particularly your Indian friends, did you feel like there was also that same kind of fear because of the Indian culture? Or was it just, do you feel like that was less an issue because these were friends of yours? I wasn't as scared because of the Indian culture. Um, I, I knew that my Indian peers, my childhood Indian friends, they were all very progressive. You know, we were all raised in the United States. 
you know, my childhood friends all grew up in Miami. I mean, you were, you were exposed to a lot of different things in Miami. It's a very diverse city. It's a very cosmopolitan city. And I, I was just more so nervous of, um, just, just the, it, it had nothing to do with their back. Like uh, my friends, if they were Indian or, or non-Indian, I was just nervous about how they would take the news about me being gay. I was nervous about whether they would look at me differently. I was more nervous about my male friends, my female friends. I wasn't as nervous about it, but my, I had a lot of really close straight friends, straight male friends. And I was nervous about how they would react to the news, how they would take that. And, but you know, at that point I was, I reached a point where I was just done living for other people. And, um, I was just, if, if they didn't want to be my friend, I was, I was ready. I was at a point that I was ready to walk away from friendships because I was just destroying myself internally. And it what no, no friendship was worth that. Yeah. Um, that kind of destruction. Yeah. No, I mean, if you can't be yourself around your friends, then they're probably yeah. not as friends. As exactly. Friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and then obviously your husband, Nicholas, we got to see your love story play out. Um, but I also know that Nicholas's parents were not as supportive of the reality series and be, they didn't want to be a part of that. And also, you know, based on their own cultures and their beliefs, uh, had some issue with just your, you guys being together in general. Um, I, I know that things have maybe taken a turn for the positive, but can you share a little bit about how things are going with you and Nicholas and, and the family dynamic today? Yeah, I think things are going really, really well. Um, and this, this question is so appropriate timing wise. Um, they, they did take a little bit longer to come around. Um, you know, they're conservative evangelical Christians from a small town and they just weren't exposed to this, you know, putting aside the, their religious teachings, um, they weren't exposed to this, this kind of lifestyle in their community and in their church, of yep. course. But, you know, I, I think the, the pivotal, I mean, they, 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 they would never treat me with disrespect. They were only kind to me. They were only generous to me. But I think the pivotal point where we, where Nicholas and I really saw a change in their acceptance was at our wedding because they came to the wedding and I think they saw this beautiful community of individuals that embraced us and that celebrated with us. And they saw that being gay is not this like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. Let's go into hiding. No one mentioned anything to society and you know, we're done. Let's, it's not, it doesn't have to be that. It really yeah. doesn't. In fact, it could be the complete opposite. And I, I think our wedding showed them and the world, you know, the viewers that it, it was, it, it can be positive. It doesn't have to be negative. And I know that when you're struggling with it and when you're trying to come out, it does feel really negative because that it's because that closet is so dark and it's so small. Um, but once you break down that door, it, you, you do, it's just, it can be really positive and, and, and just a beautiful experience. So I think they saw that at the wedding. And they've come around, I mean, 180 at this point. We, we just got back from um, a, a fa little family vacation in New York, actually. I, I, was, I spoke at the U.S. Open last week, uh, which was an incredible experience, um, alongside with some really amazing LGBTQ plus leaders. And, you know, uh, I was offered some tickets to the matches that day, and my dad's a huge tennis buff, so he, of course jumped up and down at the <laughs> opportunity and we also invited Nicholas's parents to join as well because I wanted them to feel included with our lives and yeah. and our story 
So, you know, they came to the U.S. Open with us and it was, uh, it was open pride. So it was a very, very LGBTQ plus focused event and day. And then after that, the six of us, my parents, his parents, and him and I went on a little family vacation in Ithaca, New York. So these things that are happening in my life, if you would have, if you would have asked me five, eight, ten years ago, I would have laughed and said that that's so silly. Like what? planet are you living on (laughs) you know but but i'm slowly starting to see that this this stuff is becoming a reality and and i and i think that's you know that's a good thing it's because i've just been honest with who i am and nicholas and i have opened up and told our story confidently and you know and and now we're all in a really good place do you feel like the show had any sort of um impact on the way that confidence that you speak of did it give you guys the confidence because it was a platform or did you feel a responsibility because it was like this platform i think the show it it certainly helped the confidence level it did um and it also more than anything it made me realize how important visibility is um and and it made me realize you know in my mind by the time i was working on Family Karma and filming season one, I, I had been out for quite a quite a while at that point. You know, I had a really close gay community. I had a really close group of gay friends. I had someone that I was with long term. But so in my mind, it was like, oh, well, my, my story is not that interesting. What's so interesting about it? Right. But once once we filmed and we aired and we started having these conversations, the outpour of responses from people saying, oh my gosh, uh, this story has helped me so much. It, it, it kind of reminded me that people are still, If I, even though I might be on step eight of the journey, people are still very much on step one. People yeah. might not ha- have even started their journey yet. And, and that to me signified how important this was for me to just continue telling my story. So the, pl- the platform did a lot of things. It made me more confident and it, 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 made, it reminded me how important it was to just continue telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and quite frankly, it's also some of the other players that probably are helping in that story more than they even realize, like Nicholas's parents probably don't realize the impact that them showing up at the wedding and us being able to see that as viewers has actually impacted so many people in the world. Because from yours, from you and Nicholas's perspective, you know, there was fear in coming out to various people in your lives or including them in this or feeling as though they wouldn't accept various elements of your life that I think it's, it's natural, um, to sort of have that fear, but I think seeing how it's received is something that so many people don't get to, you mentioned like the different steps. It's like some people don't take that step because the fear cripples them and they stop where they are and they say like, I can't go any further. Uh, and it's, and I think that like you guys have helped kind of open up the doors that for people that were like, absolutely not. And there was all this like, yeah, this is never going to work and it's never going to happen. And we're going to have to accept X and Y. It actually like comes together in a really beautiful way, even if they just showed up, you know, and they were there and they wanted to sort of do it their own way or whatever. That's, that was for them too. And that could change a lot of people's perspectives as well, watching that. And so they probably had a, a, much bigger impact than maybe they even realized just in, in being a part of that day for you guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and it's, I think it's universal. And I think you were kind of, I liked what you said about that. It is universal. It's not just about me as a gay man. It is about my immediate family. It's about Nicholas and his immediate family. It's their journey 
of coming to terms. And sure, you know, his parents, it's a different journey. You know, they're not identifying as LGBTQ plus, they're not coming out as gay, but they are coming to terms with whatever issues, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with. And same with my parents, they we're all on this journey together and we're all trying to advance and make steps for, and take steps forward on this journey. Yeah. Well, and um, so you meant, so I'm glad to hear, and I was glad to see on, on your Instagram that you guys were all having this family vacation. Cause I think that that's um, just a wonderful way to sort of see that this is progressing and continuing in a really beautiful way for you guys. So um, congrats on that. Cause that's, Thank you. I know that that has been a journey for you all. Um, but in terms of the other cast, how are you with them? I know um, some of them have moved and some others are, are part of other projects. Uh, are you guys still close today? What, where are you guys at? Yeah, we you know we are. We are. We we still keep in touch with each other. We have a group text of the cast. We we all talk to each other. I mean, Michelle, Michelle and I, of course, he's one of my best friends. He's my longest running friendship. So we talk multiple times a day. Yep. Um, I know everyone's kind of been doing their own thing for the summer. Bali has she was trapped. Every, oh, and everyone has gone to Europe at some point or another this summer, just because I guess that's what we do. <laughs> Americans love to go to Europe in the summer. I know that Bali, you know, she's been spending more time in Louisville, uh, you know, with O'Malley, and and you know, he has a beautiful home there. We all went there for the Derby. Um, not all of us, most of us, Vishal, Richa, Nicholas, myself, Bali. We all went to Kentucky for the Derby. It was super fun. O'Malley was such a gracious host. You know, I know that Monica has been traveling a ton. She did a trip to Bali with some girls. She also did a trip to Europe. Um, Anisha is on her comedy tour. So everyone's kind of working on some really cool things, which which I, I you know, it, 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 I can only imagine. And, and, I, and I probably felt it too, you know, jealousy, envy, when you see other castmates. You're like, well, what about me? Why didn't I get that opportunity? And I, and I have found myself thinking that way. You know, I'm being in that mindset. Again, I'm not holier than thou. I'm not perfect. So, but I really do try to my best to say, you know what? Good for them. I'll like this post. I'll share her event flyer on my story because I want everyone on the cast to succeed. And I want everyone to get what they wanted out of being on a reality TV show. You know, yeah. it's, it's all cool stuff. So, yeah, everyone's flourishing. Everyone's doing really well. Uh, people will see some of us at BravoCon um, in a couple months, which will yeah. be really exciting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you mentioned kind of like getting out of whatever you wanted out of the reality show. Um, and that's kind of a hot topic right now. Obviously, there's been uh, the Bethany Frankel interviews and some of the stuff that she's kind of like trying to put together. Um, you know, she interviewed Raquel slash Rachel and, you know, she talked about how she wasn't making enough money and, and you, she wasn't able to get sort of the endorsements and do the sort of things. What was it for you? If it, cause again, this is such an authentic, real group of people that got sort of this opportunity to, as you said, it's like friends sitting around being like, we need to have a reality show. And then you guys are the ones that actually got that. And was there something going into it though, that you were like, I definitely want to use this for to launch X or to do something different for yourself. Um, and like, what was it that you were looking to get out of the reality show? So I didn't, I, Chris, I didn't know what to expect, obviously going into it. I, I'm an attorney by trade. I'm mm -hmm. not an actor. I was not in the entertainment world. So I, I honestly, I went into it not knowing what was going to be the outcome, what was going to come out of it. What did I want to launch? You know, did I want to sell a product? Did I want to, 
you know, introduce a new skincare product. I, I had no idea. And of course, you know, people who have watched the show have seen that Michelle and I did launch an underwear label, a yeah. private label. Um, so that was really fun. That's been a, a, a really steep learning curve, but a really <laughs> cool experience nonetheless. But more than anything, the advocacy work that has come out of this has been incredible, Chris. I mean, I have had the opportunity to speak at events with HRC and Family Equality. You know, we were nominated for two Glad Media Awards. Um, I've I've done, I, I was in Paris this last summer at Sanofi, a huge pharmaceutical company for their global pride webcast. So that, mm-hmm. that speaking component to all of this, the, yeah. the continuing to tell my story, the continuing um, act of meeting people, connecting with people, relating to people that I think I, I wasn't expecting that to come out of, you know, listen, reality TV has a bad reputation, right? Um, it, it's a lot of drinks in people's faces. It's a lot of, you know, fights and cheating and scandal. And, and that's what you, you kind of think of reality TV. And I was a little nervous. I said, oh my gosh, I don't, listen, I, I, I could judge, you know, I, I could be a little judgy and I might like to talk about the tea as much as the next person, but I was just nervous as to what would happen because listen, I'm a professional, I'm an attorney and I've been practicing for 10 years. I made partner in my firm. I, I, I couldn't go into this just, you know, reckless. I couldn't be reckless. Um, I want, I wanted to be honest about how I felt. And I, I think I was on the show If people made me upset. I would, I made it clear, but I think the going into it and seeing how many doors of opportunity were open vis-a-vis speaking engagements, that's been the coolest thing to come out of it for me. Yeah, no, that's great. And you mentioned BravoCon. So I, of course, have to ask, can you tell us anything about the future of the series? I don't know. Um, your guess is as good as mine. I I would hope that Bravo would continue Family Karma, continue letting us tell our stories. It is such a breath of fresh air on the network. It is. And the toxicity that people see, which don't get me wrong, it's entertaining for sure. It's it's really, yeah. it, it is. It's drama is fun. But I just, Family Karma just is such a, it's just so unique. You know, it's so unique. It's so different. And unfortunately, I, that is multiple levels above my pay grade. <laughs> and um, the network is going to make whatever decisions they make. But I, I do hope they continue to, I hope they renew Family Karma. I hope they continue. Right now we're in a holding pattern. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, there has no been no, word. there has been no official cancellation. Okay. But there wasn't an immediate renewal either. And I, yeah. you know, I think people knew that. And I, I do think there's a lot going on in media, you know, scripted with the strike. I think there's a lot of restructuring going on at Bravo. So there are just things that I'm not privy to that I don't know about. But again, it's nice to see diversity and it's nice to see representation and people need to continue seeing representation and not just like cheating and affairs and stuff. That's just so exhausting seeing yeah positive stories, seeing organic drama, seeing real life issues that we're facing and struggling. And they're, again, they're not PR stunts. They're not, we're not trying to have these arguments for PR and for press and to get the word out about our show. We're just being who we are. And I hope that Bravo continues to capitalize on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and you mentioned it like this, this breath of fresh air. And, you know, I, I said it at the top too, is like, it's not that it's not what Shaw's was. It's not Vanderpump Rules. You guys aren't having a scandal ball. And, and I'm really hoping that like shows don't feel like they have to 
create those moments in order to become that so that they can have sort of the same impact. Because then I think we lose sort of the reality genre altogether because we kind of lose like the lyric, like what it's actually supposed to totally, be. Totally, totally, totally. I, I hope that I agree I'm with you. And I think there's a lot of people from what I can tell online that also are like, where is it? I know when they announced their, um, like their latest season, it was definitely left off the list and, and people spoke out about it. And, you know, I think people are hoping that it potentially gets picked up. And I think one of the things that Bravo's running into is with all of these shows, they're kind of now cross-pollinating. So Brian obviously is ending up on Winter House. And so from that perspective, like we need, we as viewers now need to see Brian play out some kind of storyline on Winter House and see what happens before it would make sense for him to be back on screen in a season four of family karma. And I think Bravo and I are, I'm kind of hoping that Bravo retools some of that because it's like we end up in these long holding patterns on shows and that now with social media and with so many other like platforms, podcasts, things like that, people are talking about stuff. And then it's like, by the time you get to the show, it's not going to be relevant right. anymore. And so I think that there is some retooling happening or, and, or needs to be at least. And uh, my hope is that family karma comes out because it, it, it Bravo, I was uh, I had a couple of guests on that we've talked about this, where, you know, it got so dark. You got the, you know, the Erica Jane storyline and Jen Shaw going to prison mm -hmm. and, uh, okay. you know, all of this stuff. It was just like, and then Scandaval hit and it was like whiplash. It was just like, wow, you couldn't keep like your phone down because there was constantly all this like news and it was like pretty dark. And yes. I, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I felt like some of our housewives were starting to like get too dark and so we're moving into a place now where we've got a new batch of new york women who are you know fighting about which restaurant they want to go to and and fighting about like very little petty things which is like okay that i can take that's okay like let's get back to just some petty fighting and yeah. you know yeah. and then i think what you guys bring is the authenticity and and you have drama or you have things that are real i mean you're coming out story as we've talked about now quite a bit and you know vishal's story with his drinking and his relationship with alcohol yeah. like, that's a very real thing that people are like dealing with and so you guys are putting kind of a whole other spin on like what reality tv really could be so i do hope that you know you guys get some news. I was hoping that maybe you were going to say like, maybe a Bravo time, <laughs> you'll learn something. But <laughs> no, what, what I will say to you, Chris, is family karma or no family karma, I am determined to continue telling my story. And I am at a point right now, I've told a lot of my story and I, and people saw the long distance relationship and people saw the moving in together. People saw the proposal and people saw the wedding and all of that was great. But we've seen that before and it's happening you know, we've had marriage equality for so many years and it's happening. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. But but now, as I'm taking these initial steps on the journey to fatherhood, that's the most important part of my story. And my story really begins now because that part, you don't see it. You haven't seen it. The two dads, the surrogacy, the adoption. How do you explain it? How do you assimilate yourselves into mainstream society where the norm is one mom and one dad? What are those issues? What are the conversations that are taking place? How does the procedure even work, right? Who's depositing the sperm? How are you fertilizing the eggs? Where do the eggs come from? Who's the surrogate? How does that work? You know, all of these so important conversations. We, we know how a relationship works. We know how a wedding works. And it was really cool to see it. And it was really cool to film it. But, but now... Um, this is where the real important part of my story begins. And, and I am, you know, I have a team of people that are working with me, uh, who, who are passionate and who believe in me. 
And again, I, I don't care if it's on my own social media, like the video I posted of my family vacation, I will continue to tell my story because if it helps people, that's what matters. And yeah, I post a brand here or there. Here's a candle. Here's my favorite product from Kiehl's. It's all great. I, I do that too. But this content is what I think is really helping people, not, not fall fashion. Yeah. Well, you just need to talk to some folks uh, over at Bravo and tell your story. It doesn't have to be the, the ensemble. Maybe it's just you and Nicholas. You never yeah. know. That you never would, know. You never know. Great. Um, so you mentioned, uh, attorney, are you still doing a lot of that work or do you feel like you're kind of full-time reality TV star now? No, I, you know, Chris, I, I never gave up the practice of law. Um, and it would have been foolish of me to do that because that's my bread and butter. And I went to a lot of schooling to, yeah. to get to where I was. Um, I licensed to practice in two States, Illinois and Florida, um, because our main office is in Chicago. And, and I knew that. It was a lot to juggle. Don't get me wrong. It, it was not easy and it likely not for the faint of heart. It was a lot of work and it still is a lot of work because I'm juggling full-time practicing. I'm juggling. I was juggling when we were filming. Juggling filming is a whole other level of stress and anxiety. Yeah. And then also, you know, just working to get speaking engagements and grant collaborations um, and, you know, event opportunities. So it's a lot of juggling, but I am still doing it. I still work full-time. I have a firm that's really supportive um of me exploring this personal aspiration if you might call it you know of me telling my story of me connecting with people they they really support it they they have a lot of trust in me and a lot of faith in me you know going on a reality tv show and still you know being very mindful of my ethical obligations as an attorney yeah. um so yeah it still works still still living the dream <laughs> practicing laws as as glamorous as that sounds <laughs> well and you also have underwear dance party <laughs> and we still have under a dance party, which again is a whole other bucket of work. So yeah. it's just wearing many different hats at once. Yeah. I'm sure that would have been some really good content of you and Vishal learning to be business partners or continuing to be business partners. <laughs> and because I've had business partners and I know how that can go at times. So yeah, totally. It's a lot to navigate for sure. There's a show there too. Um, so you mentioned fatherhood, kind of what else is next for you and, or is, I mean, that's not that that's not enough, but you know, what all is kind of, can we expect from you? Um, so the journey to fatherhood is my, it's my top priority right now. Um, I, I realize in life, Chris, you really want to, you have to be determined to achieve something if you wanted to make it happen. And, and I saw myself that, you know, the being a father was there and getting the process started, but so many things came in the way, this visit and this trip and this vacation and this event. So I, I told Nicholas, cause you know, both of us are determined to be dads and we've wanted to be dads for a while now. And we know that the process will have its hurdles and its ups and downs. Um, so that, that's my number one priority right now, um, is exploring those avenues, seeing how that's going to play out. Um, October is particularly busy for me, uh, just between some events. Um, sorry, do you hear my email going off, Chris? <laughs> You're very busy. More, more events gonna, coming your way. <laughs> I'm going to close my outlook right now. So that stops, but that, that's just, that's just, uh, some more evidence for, for people listening in of the whole practicing law thing. But yeah. no, I have a really busy October, some really cool things going on. I'm, I'm speaking at a gala. You know, I, I've been getting more involved with the human rights campaign. Uh, they do their national dinner in D.C. in October. It's their, you know, Paramount event. There will be a lot of really big names, a lot of really big 
political figures at the event. And Nicholas and I, well, well, hopefully we got to book our flights, but we'll be attending as well. But like I said, all of that aside, the number one priority is to continue this process. You know, viewers have saw the beginning of it in family in season three. Um, and our sperm works great now, by the way. <laughs> they came back from vacation. They were out of the office for a little while. They didn't give you the heads up. But they are back in the office. They are working away. Um, so yeah, it's just getting to that point, getting to that goal of having a baby in our in our arms by hopefully 2024. So you do have a timeline, sounds like. Oh yeah, we do have a time, dude. I'm I'm just uh, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> I keep doing the math. I'm like, wait, if I have a kid next year, then I'll be senile when he's graduating from middle school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I mean, yes, you you know that is a very tough process, and there's a lot of decisions that have to go into it, and you know, as you said, like kind of picking how that all comes together when it's two guys, like who's gonna, who's gonna have the juice and man, make this baby happen. And, exactly. and, um, and so there's a lot to unpack there, but, but yeah, definitely continue to share your story with us so that we can, you know, at least send positive vibes and help manifest good things for you. Um, and speaking of sharing your stuff, where can people stay up to date with you? Where I know in the social media world, yeah. where, where are you most? So Instagram is my number one. Um, I am trying to get on the TikTok train. Um, it's a little complicated. <laughs> TikTok is so overwhelming. So Instagram for sure. My hashtag is my first name, Amrit, A-M-R-I-T. Last name is Kapai, K-A-P-A-I. Go on my Instagram, shoot me a follow, shoot me a DM. I try to respond to as many of them as possible. I really do. I love all each and every one of my followers. I love you guys. Um, and then just, you know, if you haven't watched Family Karma, if you've heard of it or if you have not heard of it, stream it on Peacock, um, find it on Google Play, get on YouTube TV, get on Apple, their iTunes, they're, they're, it's, it's all over, it's everywhere. And I, and I think you'll really like the show. Yeah, no, I can, I can attest that this is one to watch, especially if you need a palate cleanser of all of the Scandaval drama and all the things that have been going on. Family Karma is where it's at. Um, but yes, and we'll, we'll definitely follow you on Instagram, maybe TikTok, maybe TikTok will be where you share more of this stuff because I feel like that could be your like focal point on TikTok is, is maybe, journey maybe. To becoming a dad. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Well, we will definitely follow you. I appreciate you stopping by today, um, and chatting with me and I, I'm going to just hold my breath and wait for the announcement for season four. Cause I want to follow more, um, from all of you and your friends. Um, cause I think it's great television. So thanks so yeah, much. Yeah. Cha channel, everyone listening, channel the good vibes, tag Bravo, tag Andy, hashtag bring family karma back. Just do whatever you need to do to make some noise. That's what we need. We need our loyal fans to make noise and we love you guys and we want to come back and hopefully we'll be back. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, Amrit, thanks so much for being here again. And for all of you out there listening, don't forget to rate and subscribe so that you never miss an episode of The Gist. And uh, you can follow me. I'm at CM Vetrano. I'm on all the platforms, Instagram, threads, Twitter, TikTok, all the things. So um, until next week, thanks so much for listening. Bye.